here. It's your boy DJ Filthy Rich. What up, man? DJ Smooth. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. And welcome back to We Outside Radio. Shout out to all my outsiders in the building. We are back with another good show, and we got our special guest, Scotty ATL, is in the building. Hey, what's happening? Sure. What's happening? What's happening? What's good, brother? Hey, man, I'm chilling, man. You know, I'm trying to get it. Nah, you ain't trying to get it. You getting it. Man, you know. I'm doing that like everybody else. You feel me? That's like, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, he iced that. up in the mouth over there. You see him, don't you? You know, self-made too. <laughs> so we're gonna start with that. Grills by Scotty. You know, you have this amazing company that I believe you started in the pandemic, right? Nah. Well, actually, they're saying you did, but I, I remember before this. Yeah. So when did you start? And I'm gonna tell you the first time I saw you. Okay. Well, I started doing grills in 2014. Okay. Um, I actually started out with a homeboy of mine. You know what I mean? And I was working on another company at first. Mm. And then so I went with him and then I started doing something with another guy and me and the guy kind of split whatever. And at the time I was doing grills by Scotty then. That was probably like 2000, maybe like 18. Okay. Something like that. And so at first it was just my Instagram page. I was going on the road doing grills on tour and it just kind of took off from there you know what i'm saying i started doing celebrities grills and i ended up having to get my own shop because i had so much business that's a good problem yeah <laughs> so i remember i want to say maybe man maybe like 2012 2013 i was in la it's way before you had the store yeah and i went to some party i think it was like a I don't know, it was a record label party or something. And I, yeah. as soon as I walk in, I don't know if it was a BT after party. Lemon Pepper Wit. Yes, bro. Yeah. And I sure. walked in, I looked to the left, and I seen <laughs> yeah. Scotty had a table like this, bro. Yeah. Promoting the grills and everything. And I'm like, yo, damn, that was that was so dope to me. Cause I was like, yo, if I'm seeing him all the way out here doing this, just out here, away from Atlanta. Just first of all, I love when I'm out of town and I run into somebody from from around the way. Right. I love that anyway, because it's like, right. oh, he working, we working. But to see you doing that, you wasn't on no music stuff at all. To yeah. see you doing that, I was like, uh, he about to make it doing this grill because I know you were serious about it. So I thought that was fire, bro. And no then doubt. just to advance to now you having two locations, one being in Cali. Another moment that I had, I was proud of you. I think this was maybe two months ago, uh, we were on tour and we were in LA riding by. Going to a party, I just look to the right. Grills by Scotty, the storefront. I'm like, yeah, yo, crazy. this is so fire to me, bro. So, congratulations, man. I appreciate congratulations. it. Congratulations, that's a big deal, bro. Good stuff. Thank good you, stuff. Man. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Because it's one thing to have one at home, yeah, which is still a blessing, but to have one out there too. Oh yeah, he broke the mold, pun yeah, intended. Man. You know what I'm saying? That was dope. Appreciate that's dope. It. So let me ask you this, Scotty. Um, you know, we've been knowing you for a while, so we've been, you know, we've been back in your career. Like, you know, every record you put out, we always support you. Uh, how was it to go from being a rapper or an artist into being an entrepreneur, especially like coming from, like you said, you was on the road and then you kind of started your business. Right. So how did how did that transition kind of happen? Because now I see you're more in a entrepreneur mode than you are a rapper mode. I think um, just seeing the way the game just going in general, when I look at people like Rick Ross or 2 Change you know, tilt, you know, even big boy, you know, guys start getting businesses, you know. And so I started watching that record sales wasn't really like what was feeding people, you know, right. putting putting food on the table. If you had a product in your hand, something people could like get or buy, you could make money right away, you right. know, versus having to wait on a check. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, that and just you know, really just 
having my back against the wall, you know what I'm saying? Being a, a new father, you know, like having to put food on the table, you gotta know what I'm saying? It. Like, yeah, you got to figure it out, you know? And so I, I remember um, at one time I, w I was thinking like, you know, we go to the studio every day and think that that's going to make money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where if you look at people that make money, they focus on making money. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I had to kind of switch my my thought process and the way I grind different, you know, because I was like, I, in my mind, I felt like, well, if I go to the studio every day, that means God going to bless me. Right. You know what I'm That's saying? That's your mindset anyway. Because I'm working hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm in the studio every day like, I got to get a record deal. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But in actuality, when you look at artists that they popping off, like, they doing more than being in the studio. Right. You know what I mean? They putting plays together. They working on shows, tours, listening parties, you know what I mean, campaigns, mm -hmm. all kind of stuff, you know. So I just start changing my focus to instead of going to the studio and being creative every day, I'm going to make money every day. Mm. Even if it's $25, like, that was my mindset at first. Man, that's crazy. Because, cause like, when I look at it now and I'm, I'm saying, like, yo, I seen my man go from being, like, your, your whole purpose at one point was, like, yo, I got to be the top rapper out of Atlanta. Right. And then I seen, like, especially when you got the store on Counter Road, like, just transitioning to that, I seen, like, your your business mind. Your, like, I seen a whole new person emerge. Right, right, you know right. What I'm saying? right. So, when you're doing that and, 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 and you're putting out independent records and you're seeing, like, how much money you got to put into an independent record, what, what was the key thing that made you transition into, like, okay, now I know I've been spending all this money into to my music. Now I got to do something to put food on the table. And you said, like, you was you had a family as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, putting out a lot of, like, I'm, I'm from Atlanta. I've been putting out music since I was a kid, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Being from the city and seeing so many artists blow up, we all in the same bubble. Right. You know, everybody fighting <laughs> each other, like, for the same spot. And in actuality, when you break it down sometimes, it's like, what what do you really want out of the game? Right. You know, like, for yourself personally, not what everybody else out there, you know, what is it that it might, for some people it might be fame. Right. For some people it might be money. Some For some people it might be power. You know, but whatever it is, kind of focusing more on that instead of just following suit. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was, that's that's been my thing or the switch up. Like, at first I felt like, okay, as an artist, this is what you're supposed to do. This the way the game supposed to go. This is what everybody doing. You get a record deal. You get a hot song. The song go in the club. You go platinum. You blow up. Right. That's the formula. Right. You know, but what if what if you could do something different? You know what I'm saying? What if you could start your own business and that blow up? Right. And then you could put the soundtrack to the, you know what I'm saying, your music to the business. Like, so so let me so another question I had is being that you come from and we've seen you I've seen you since I know since like I want to say two thousand yeah. before two thousand ten <laughs> right right just, right I'm gonna right, just right. leave it there. Um, what do you see that's different about the game now than you seen when you came in? Well, okay, so I'm I'm gonna give you two levels to this, right? Okay, so when I when I first wanted to get in the game, you just had to be good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I when I saw artists like Outkast and Tilt, 
You know what I'm saying? Like you in that era, like you just had to be good. Yeah. You can get a record deal. Off talent. And, right. and yeah, and yeah, you can get a, like a big record deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? So raw talent. So that what made me want to get in the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I always feel like man, I was good. Like this easy. You know what right. I'm saying? But it still take time, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Game kind of switched up to like now it's like it ain't just about being good, it's about your following. You right. know, how many fans you got, how many people you could put in the room, how many people you could get to do something. Right. That's what it's based on now. Correct. You know, so, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm one of the people like, well, I don't, I don't really complain about the game. I'm, I'm with whatever the game with. Right. Uh, however it go, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to figure it out because you don't got no choice, you know what I'm saying? Because you was one of the first guys I seen, like, actually do – like as far as independent, you was one of the first guys I seen that really put merchandising, like in the forefront. Because like I seen when you went out one time on tour, you really didn't go out with nothing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming that that was the learning curve. Yeah. But then the next time you went out, that's when I seen you come. You you was going out with the whole cool club. You had the shirts, the merchandise. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like from an independent standpoint and from being an entrepreneur now, how important is the merchandising? It's everything. When I like. So some of the guys I look up to, Tech Nine, Currency, Nipsey Hustle, you know, they all they all got really big brands mm-hmm. that people rock with outside of just the music, right? You know, and so I to be honest, it's just like the name of the game now is you build your own world, right? Mm-hmm. So like again, I think this is where a lot of people trip up at. You trying to win the whole world. You wanna you wanna make a hit record and win the whole world with one song when you got 25 people that support you. Right. Right. So why not just keep feeding it 25? Maybe yeah. that turned to a 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a slow roll. Yeah. But maybe you make a hit record while you feed these people. Yeah, you got It's like cooking dope. You got once you get that good pack, then everybody gonna want it. Everybody gonna you know come in. So, so saying? that was my thought process with. You know what, man? I got some people that really support me. Why don't I just cater to these people and do something that they like and they can represent and wear? And people did it. I mean, people got tattoos on their back, on their arm, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's a thing, change, like, you know what I mean? And when people start rocking with you like that, it, it motivates you to keep going, too, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. so you were speaking about not just merch, but going back to the music, having a soundtrack to your business, right? Mm-hmm. Because at your at your heart, you're still an artist. Yeah. So now you had a successful business, and then you get to do this song with Pimp C and Paul Wall. Oh, man. About the grills. Thanks. That's crazy to be a full circle moment, bro. Yeah. Again, this is me on the outside looking in because i seen the whole thing. So it's another moment where I'm like, oh, no, Scotty, feel good about this. Like, Because... I mean, what are the odds of that? That's fire. So how did that come about? How did you, how did you, how were you able to put that record together? Well, Corey Moe is, you know. We love Corey, bro. Yeah, Corey Moe, like, a big brother to me. <clears throat> Church. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. That's so I've been rocking with Corey Moe for a minute. Um, you know, and I've been, a, I've been a fan of UGK since I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? So me and Corey Moe was, was surreal. And then me and Shannara looked linked up through Corey Mo, and so I, I me and Shannara like been cool for a minute. 
I never really approached her about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, as a matter of fact, that was like one time we had a conversation, you know what I mean, just about pimps. And we didn't have several conversations in general, but most of our stuff be about life, yeah. family, what's going on. And so me and Corey Moe were talking one day. I was like, bro, I really want to make a song for the grills. Mm -hmm. But I been had the idea. I just didn't want to do nothing that was corny. Yep. You know, because... <laughs> people, you know, people just automatically say, man, you do grill, man. You should make a song for the grills, you know. Mm -hmm. So I was like, man, Corey Moe makes some hard-ass tracks. Like, you know, that I know he can he can connect with this. Because this song, I know it'll connect with Houston, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so he hit me up and was like, man, I think I got some of you. You know what I'm saying? You need to hear some exclusive shit, you know what I'm saying, from Pimp C. Mm -hmm. I thought he was joking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah don't play with me like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. And so um, he let me hear, you know what I mean? I talked to Shannara, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just like made sure everything was cool, it was straight, you know what I mean? I did my verse, and and to be honest, like me and Corey Moe talked, and I was like, bro, I ain't gonna need a lot, this shit hard. <laughs> but I wanna see if you can do another track, you know what I'm saying, to it. And he was like, you know, at first, you know, as a producer, you know what I'm saying? A nigga asked you to do another track, it kind of disrespectful a little yeah, bit, especially yeah. if you're a legend, you know what I'm saying? But man, I appreciate him, man. He 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 ain't true. He went in and did another track, and the shit was banging more hard. It was banging even harder. Of course, right? You know what I'm saying? And so we sent it to Paul Wall, and he was with it. He did that shit quick, sent it back. It was like crazy. That's yeah. big, man. That's major. Yeah. That's major. So let's take a break. Let's get into the record. Introduce the record to the people. Oh, man. Okay, show your grill. You know what I'm saying? Your boy, Scotty ATL, featuring Pimp C and Paul Wall, produced by Corey Moe. Let's get it. Church. Let's do it. We outside radio. We'll be right back. Tabernacle. We back. We outside radio. Your boy DJ Filthy Rich. Happening, man. Smooth in the building. It was good. Yeah, it's your boy DJ Big X. And we back in the building with the one and only Scotty ATL. Yeah. And we talking big business, man. We talking business uh, in music and business outside of music. And one thing that we always like to do is tell people to diversify their portfolio. That means don't just have one stream of income coming in. So, mm. again, you know, big business, what you got going on. We proud of you. But I want to talk about something else. Another stream you got. Listen, bro, sports. Okay. Now, season starts with the Hawks. I'm scrolling through my grandma and my business, Fast. and I see the dopest commercial ever with the NBA season getting announced and the different teams got different grills. And I'm like, this is hard. This is this is Scotty. Wow. Bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's talk about that. Now, I, I want to get that from the beginning, too. How did you hook up with, with the NBA and, and the Hawks, and how did you make that happen? And what was that process like? Because it came out amazing. Man, appreciate it. Um, so one of the one a few of the people that worked for the Hawks came and got a grill. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Melissa, she was one of them. Dope. I ended up really just making the grill. It was nothing more than that at first. Yeah. And I I did a um. What does show. Melissa do? Like, what department is she in? She like pretty much is the 
Whooping and shaker, you know. Okay. What I'm saying? Nice. Yep. Shout out to Melissa. You know yeah. So um <laughs> he put the piece on it. <laughs> <laughs> so like later on after that, like, I just made the grill at first. That was that was it really. Later I performed at a rugby game, the Atlanta rugby game. Right. Oh, oh don't skip past that. Mm. So you performed at a rugby game? I performed at halftime for the Atlanta rugby game. Wow. Cool. At the Mercedes Benz Stadium? No, they have a different stadium. It's oh, a wow. new, it's a new professional team. It's a rugby team. Okay. So we have our own rugby team? Got we have our own rugby. I didn't even know we did rugby in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, wait. I don't want to. I don't want to skip no steps. So, so he's so he's privileged. So you're at the rugby game. I don't want to skip past that. Okay. What do you you know we're we're DJs so right. What songs do you perform at the rugby game? You so, remember? Yeah, I did my I did Cloud Nine. Had to, yeah. I did choice. the song with Big Boy and Sleepy. I did the song I got called LA Care. I did an intro um that I've had, I think it was on Spaghetti Johnson called Respect. And maybe one more record. That's hard, bro. It was cool. So I, I did the rugby game and I didn't know what to expect. It was dope. It's my first time ever being at a rugby game. Different audience. Different audience. Right. Yeah. People was like, they had a really good time. They had such a good time that they hit us back and was like, yo, can you come back again next week and perform at <laughs> halftime? I swear on my mama. Oh, for sure. Run it back. So we did it again. Yeah. And so this time I ran into some people and they was like, yo, man, we should introduce you to the host. I was mm. like, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I let's know do you it. was. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it, it didn't have nothing to do with, like, grills at that time. You know, it was just like, we should just introduce you. Like, we rocking with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I went out, you know, interact with the fans, you know. Like, I had a good time for real. I brought my son to the game. It was dope. Nice. And so, um, and so they introduced me to the Hawks. And, and it so happened to be that Melissa was one of the people that he was introducing me to. Wow. You know what I mean? Networking at its best. Yeah. So we, so she was like, man, I know, you know, I know him and vice versa. I knew her. And so we got on the phone and she was like, look, I got this idea. I think we could do grills for the opening season. And I thought it was like, again, like it's so big. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, but sometimes people might tell you things and then it don't might it might not happen, happen right you know what i'm saying it just they not materialize real, i call that the industry shuffle that's the industry shuffle nah yeah. it's, it's atlanta it's cap city now <laughs> no but um cap atlanta. man it, it might have been a couple of days we was on the phone we was we was doing i think like in a week we was like full circle all the way in you know and so I had to do the grills fast. I had to do a lot of grills that I had never done before. Wow. Um, I was flying, you know, was flying back from LA to, to Atlanta, like, you know, bouncing between warehouses. It was crazy. Mm. But we made it happen. And I remember like the day we first, first I went and molded everybody up, you know, and on the, the Hawk staff. And they had like a few other people they wanted to come in. And so we did that. And then we worked on the grills and then we did the, the filming in the State Farm Arena. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, that's you the story. Pulled up with all the grills and had to like fix stuff on the spot. I was so nervous, like, you know. Yeah. But it went, it came out dope, man. And they put a lot of time, a lot of money into it. It ended up being number two out of the whole NBA, mm. you know, for the season in terms of like the, the ranking. I think it was like some, some big newspaper or something. Okay. But um, 
it's a dope opportunity. And then now we're doing the the merchandise collab with them now. Dope. That's dope. Dope. Yeah. But 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 um they, they uh, this year too, also I came to a party you did earlier this year at a hotel with uh Crown Royal. Yeah. You forgot all about that, huh? That yeah. like I think a lot of people missed that party. I think it was like an invite only party. Yeah. But like, yo, that had to be like one of the dopest yeah. parties I've been to like this year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Tell tell the people a little bit about that party. So we did a party with Crown Royal. I did a grill with Crown Royal. Mm. I did a liquor with Crown Royal called Crown Royal Age 18. And so the grill was 18 karat gold. It was it's a rare uh liquor, so we did like rare diamonds in the grill. Mm -hmm. And then we did a commercial for it at the Grills by Scotty location in Decatur, which would be it for me, you know what I'm saying, to be able to mm -hmm. bring Crown Royal to like Keller Road, right. you know what I'm saying, with the big cameras and all that, it was dope. And then we did the big party at um, the Garden Room. Yeah, it was the Garden I can't remember the hotel Garden though. Room. I can't remember the name of the hotel either, but, but it was like, man, a, it was so dope. It was dope though. Yeah, it was like a dream almost like, and then Eddie would there, Eddie you know Gold Teeth, yeah, Eddie from uh, if, if, if you don't know the history of Atlanta, Eddie go back with the whole Gold Teeth movement, mm -hmm. like when everybody was getting their grills done back in the day, from like Goody Mob to mm -hmm. everybody that pretty much had grills in Atlanta back then was going to Eddie to get their their grill done. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think back then, I think Eddie might have been in like Little Five Points or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, but I, I think he had like locations in like they one by the Underground too. I think, right? Yeah, but he had like different locations in like yeah. flea markets and shit yeah. like that. Yep. So. But you Eddie you pay but you actually paid tribute to him too. Yeah, I think that night as well, right? Yeah. So they when they hit me up again, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> hit me, somebody hit me on, on Instagram, and I'm like, man, you Crown Royal, like, come on, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? So he hit me again on the Grills by Scotty page, and I'm right. like, okay, this shit might be real. Then they email me, right? I'm like, okay, for real. And so when we, when we started talking, they were like, man. You know who you think we can get? I'm like, man, we need to get Eddie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like you all you should always like give people they flower that came before you. Right. That's just the way it go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you don't come in the game like puffing your chair like you the first one did it. Cause you ain't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just respect. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know him to be like pretty much like the pioneer in the South. Mm -hmm. You know, when it comes to the gold teeth. Yeah. And then, you know, you got Dr. Jeffrey. You got Johnny Dane. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I get a nigga they respect, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, doing, I ain't tripping. Because Eddie had it like, when I, that, that particular night, I learned a lot about Eddie because I didn't even know he came from up top. I didn't know he was lacing like when you seen just ice on that on that front of that cover. Mm -hmm. He 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 did his grill on that. You know what I'm saying? So his history was long in hip hop way before he got to Atlanta. So Atlanta was actually getting a gym and didn't even know it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's crazy. Yeah. So so um from that, I, I know you you was moving around from the from the Crown Royal. How did it feel like actually having because I know you came from a grassroots like I think you had like at one point you had soul or one of the little car you was doing when you was with Dante. Remember y'all was y'all was out there had the uh, little soul Kia car or something behind you. Oh yeah 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 you know Scion Scion yeah yeah, yeah so, man that's crazy. So this is what I'm saying like you go back with the branding for a minute. Yeah so, people don't even know that that's real. Yeah so you you've been one of the fortunate rappers that's been in the game for a minute to actually do branding. How important is it for rappers to actually? even though you're an independent artist, to get that kind of branding and sponsorship behind you? 
I think it's real important. I think that it's it's smart, you know, to people associate things with other things, right? So when you look at when you look at it's it's a book that I read called Contagious. I got the book I did from Nipsey Hustle. You know what I'm saying? When you think of certain words, you you pair them with things. So if you could put yourself next to brands that, you know, have a certain um you know, appearance of allure in the in the public eye, then people associate your brand like that. Mm-hmm. You know, right. it just that just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It just even on on the, on the street level, like if you, it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to partner with nigga that doing a certain. You know what I mean? They moving a certain way, cause that's the way you want to be perceived. You right. know what I mean? Whatever. So in business, you you gotta do the same thing. Cause cause during that time too, man, you was working with uh, Dante. Yeah, and people Dante don't. Ross. Yeah, Dante Ross. He's a he's a legendary hip hop guy. He done people like Brand Nubian. Mm-hmm. He came from up top. He was like a part of uh, I want to say simulated stimulated Yeah, he was part of a lot of big acts out of out of New York during that time, during the heyday of like New York rap. What what was it like working with him? Man, that was some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> because I know man, Dante. I, Dante. I, I know I know man. Dante, and you know he he's a real <laughs> grassroots hip hop guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to go yeah, and, and come in to work with with you, I just know that had to be an experience. And I always have to ask you, like, what was it like working man, with Dante? Look, man, I cover a little story. Like, man, man, me and Dante used to be on the phone sometime arguing. Right. Screaming at the top of our lawn, right? Cause he was telling me I didn't I didn't have a hit. Right. And I said, I did have a hit. You ain't even listening to these songs. Right. You know, I remember being in my living room screaming at him, you know what I'm saying, about this shit. Cause right. I felt like he he didn't he didn't get it. But the truth was, I didn't have a hit. Mm. He was right. I didn't know that till later on when I did Ratchet. Right. And the shit just took off. Right. I said, damn, that's what he was talking about. Mm. I had some good songs. Right. It wasn't a hit though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I remember another time, um, I was about to do Sway in the morning the next day. I, I, I was on Sway show like a couple times, but the first time I did it, mm. he had me up to about 4 a.m. practicing, <laughs> freestyling. Because <laughs> he knew Sway yeah, might actually was coming. He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming. We was up till 4 a.m practicing freestyling oh. and keeping it real practicing how to take maybe some shit you wrote and intertwine it with some shit you made up mm-hmm. right you know oh, the trick saying? in the book people don't know that trick right yeah and oh you gotta be fair yes he was talking to me about style right how to dress what the well what you should well you know like he'll talk to me about things like you can rap good so you don't got to be that flashy right. to make sure you always look clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's I learned method, a lot it's, from It's, it's, it's a method to the madness. That's why I say, I learned a like, lot. and I know he's a vet vet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's one of the guys that I respect in the game. Like, when he came in the club one night with you, and I was like, yo, what you doing in here? And he was like, yo, I'm with Scotty. And I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know him for being with like brand newbies, not a New York cat. So when I knew he was with you, and, that was, and that's what made me bring up the Cy Young thing, because I was like, yo, Scotty got like Scion behind him. He yeah. was Dante. So at that point, I'm like, okay, Scotty about to go up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So seeing that that was happening, seeing, seeing that that was happening during that time, then you came back and you had another wave of 
Like you mm-hmm. came back and I think doing you had another wave after that. Like yeah. you and him parted ways and then you started to create. That's when I think you started to create like the cool club and that stuff. Like I, what, I, I started rocking with B.O.B. That's right. B-O-B. Yeah. After that. But but Dante Ross was dope because like Dante Ross was in the era that um you had like, you gonna know what I'm talking about too. Two dope boys. Yeah. Nah, right. Complex was going crazy. Yeah. Fader. Yeah. So I was on all them sites. Yeah. Feel me? At that time. And I was doing a lot of touring. I went on tour with Big Crit. I went on tour with um Trinidad James, um, Jaron Benton. And- I went to Nappy Roots. Mm. A lot of niggas, Starlito and Don Trip. Yo. And that's and that's why I talk about that because I think a lot of people don't like I know we always we, we know you. Right. But I don't think a lot of people know like your history, like how long you been doing it, who you associated with. And that's one of the reasons why I like bringing you on because I, I know the long history. Like even when you hooked up and did, I think you did a mixtape with, with uh Ray with Outcast. I think y'all did a whole you yeah, a big yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 the whole yeah. thing. So how was it working with, with organizing the whole family, Dungeon family? Well we we haven't dropped the album yet, but it was dope. Um this was before I went on tour with Big Boy and Sleepy. I went on tour with Big Boy and Sleepy before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But I was in the studio at this time, KP. I was working with KP. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Ray was in the studio a lot working Sleepy Brown. It was a dope experience, you know, just in general. Like, I learned a lot from them about, like, when you finish the song, the song not done, you know? Mm-hmm. I used to think when you went to the studio, soon as we finish this motherfucker, this it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we might, we might miss it a little bit. We might not, you know what I'm saying? But working with Ray, he taught me that, like, shit, we might work on this song for a couple months. They real producers. Yeah. He, he takes you know? time with a yeah. record. Yeah. That song, Do Your Best For Me, that's out now, that song, like, was a whole different beat. Mm-hmm. It took maybe three months of just playing with the beat, playing with the beat. And then he sent it to me one day. I was like, damn, because I was going to give up on the record. Mm-hmm. And he had came back with another beat. I was like, but this shit crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's how that's how we really got that song going. So so I gotta ask you, I gotta ask you this, cause you brought up somebody. Uh what Dante and KP. Right. What was it like working with them? With KP versus working with Dante? Okay, so KP is like in the in Atlanta. I mean, of course, you know, in the music industry in general. Yeah, he brought us T.I., he brought us a lot of people. He was one of the head A&Rs over at LaFace. Right, right, right. So, like, during the era that I worked with KP and KP, I was, he just started DJing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, like, I think you, see, I don't know KP from the era that you might know him as, but see, me knowing him as a DJ, I, it was more like when we went on the road, I went on the road with KP and he brought me out as a, as his artist. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I spent a lot of time talking to him about records. Okay. Songs, mm-hmm. sound, you know, like what was going to work. And to be honest, like KP would keep it real with me a lot of times and be like, I would want him to be like, you know, because I know he close with, um, what my man name? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't think right From now. Virginia. God damn. For real? For real. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this shit popping. Send this shit to for real. You know what I'm saying? You know, of course, you know, but KP was like, nah, it ain't time yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause 
I and, and again, you know, you work with these people, and sometimes you might not understand what they what they saying. Right. But so now, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, it's, in but, the it's, hard, but, but, but it's hard for people to hear that, especially when somebody tell you, like, that ain't – not that it's not it. Right. It's just not right now. Not right you now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't right now. And and everything, especially when you've been doing it as long as some of us been doing it, we know that it's about timing. Yeah. It's not always about just because it's hot. Right. It's about timing. Timing, man. And you can't control that timing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You think yeah. it'd be ready, but it's cooking in that oven. Yeah, yeah man. You gotta yeah. know what you're doing. And that's why I always get his example. Even when you when we think about it and we go back and we look at uh Money Move record. That mm. record was four years in the making. But yeah. it, even though it was it was dope man. when it first came back then, it took four years for everybody to catch that wave. I didn't know that. That record had, years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that record had been yeah. out a minute before it popped. I ain't know that. Yeah. 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 He was pushing it the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And we on, never stopped playing it. I say, I say on and off, man. Yeah. On, on and, and off. But the DJ stayed. We stayed on. We it. stuck with it. Yeah. We stuck with it. Yeah. And the streets wanted it. You know. Yeah. Again, it's one of them. Yeah. It's a hit one because not because we say so, because the people keep asking yeah. for it. That's and it, and, they, and it stayed like it stayed in the DJ rotation. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the one thing like I learned about Atlanta that make Atlanta unique. Like uh, an artist can still get run as long as he stay in the DJ rotation. Mm, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So you moving like, I, I like what you're doing because it's more than the music now. Now you're really moving like um, an entity, right? Like all these collabs with different businesses that you're doing is heightening your brand outside of music. So now it's actually easier for you to do music when you want to because it's more eyeballs. People are taking you more serious. It's not like, because it is a bubble. We talk about Atlanta being a bubble. Uh, right. Here's just another rapper. Like, nah, this is Scotty ATL. And like you said, you're associated with things that matter, especially for the city. Right. Like, I think it's even dope, the collaborations that you're choosing to do. You know what right. I mean? They all make sense. It's not like you just picking random things out the sky. You know what I mean? I, I also think, too, that time is kind of coming around. Like, we, we've been talking about music. It's certain things that our ears are sick of hearing, and it's some things that our ears are ready to hear. As mm. far as when it comes down to to your music and your craft, because like all of us collectively in the room, there's DJs. We always like the nigga jamming, mm. the music jamming. Right. So for us, it's like that. Like so, even when when me and him linked up, he's like smooth. You know, come got dog gonna get on the turntables for me for some shows. I'm like, yeah, I ain't want no money. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm just coming, bro. Like, yeah. bro, jamming from the from the intro to the doggone cloud nine to all that to see his show. It was just it was refreshing to see that, and it was like real Atlanta hip hop, it took you back to that kind of feel that we got when we heard Goody or when we heard Cast or whatever the other guys too. But like I said, it was such a transition in the music and what was going on, we kind of felt a way because we were like, man, they need to catch this boy, but it was just, yeah. it was over their head. Right. It was way over their head. Right. They on you now though. Hey, hey, oh, they gonna see you now. Time. It's coming. Look, this is how dope it is. <laughs> the list of collabs is long. So there's another one, right? Puma. You did something yeah, Puma, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Talk heavy. We're, we're just talking brands right <laughs> yeah, now. We're brand heavy right now, baby. <laughs> I want to, all the people listening to listen to how many brands that we <laughs> named, too. He's not man. playing. So That's what's right. the Puma move? The Puma move was dope. The Puma move was another move where somebody hit me on Instagram. Well, y'all better step your IG game hey, up. Man, I, my Instagram ain't hitting like that. I'm doing something wrong. Me too. We shout mine out. <laughs> somebody hit me on Instagram, man. And I, again, I'm like, you know, I just sometimes just surprised, man. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, we got on the email, got on the call. 
And so it was like, man, this was way different than anything that I had did because they were like, look, we got an idea, but we want you to put the whole thing together. I'm like, okay, what you mean? Well, you come up with the concept, you come up with the, the models, you come up with your creation. So like, this took me longer. You know, I was, I ain't gonna lie, you know, kind of stressed, you know right. what I'm saying? At some, at some points, because like, I had to come up with the concept and then the concept that they liked, you know, that had to be approved by certain teams. I came up with one concept at first, you know, to be honest, that didn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to do like, you know, more more things that was gonna be controversial, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they were like, nah, we need to do it like this. So then I, I came back and I got, one um, was a WNBA player, Monique Billings, mm -hmm. you know? She's dope. Mm -hmm. She plays for um, the Atlanta squad, the WNBA team, Atlanta Dream. Mm -hmm. um, I got a fireman, you know, which which I felt like was dope because I wanted to I wanted to do something different for the city that like ain't always just you know cat standing in front of the strip club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, we only seen one way. You know, lemon pepper like wings and roller skates. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> you know, and the same the same thing over and over and over. So I like man, how can I show Atlanta? in a different way that you might not know. This is still Atlanta too. Right. You know, so she was WNBA for Atlanta. He was a Atlanta, you know, fireman. And then I had my son, you know what I'm saying, that was a kid, you know what I'm saying, from Atlanta. And so I made grills from, for them all. I put them in, you know, their prospective environments. I hired the photographers for it. Mm -hmm. um, I ordered the outfits for it and then presented it all to them, you know, through several pictures, went through it, you know. It was dope. We presented it at a Puma event, had all the stuff on the wall, you know, and just and had my grills on display as well. And it was dope, you know, just to see people like, yeah. you know, and, and as well, like they shot our models and then we did a shoot too. And we did our shoot with Cam Kirk. Mm -hmm. And so that was dope, you know, to um, display the grills and, you know, just show my own character and do the collab with Puma. They gave me a bunch of pre, Free Puma shoes, like. Okay. Dope. That's hard, man. Y'all got to collab with these brands if you have something to offer. And that's a good thing, too, because you're not coming to them. I think the whole best part of this, that's why I like asking these questions and how these right. things happen, because you're not knocking on people's doors like, yo, do something with me, link with me, bro. It's more like, no, right. he's dope, he's moving, we want to work with him. Yeah. That's the leverage, and I think that's the game that these artists need to figure out. You know what I mean? You need to build your brand up big enough to where people want to come to you they want to collab with you because now you're valuable. You're adding value to them. You know, it's and, and the bag is better that way too. Yeah. Man, you, so my hold on, I'm gonna just say this too. Uh, so, so my question is, are you are you satisfied or you feel the gratification with the business? Mm -hmm. Are you still hungry and still want that hit? I'm pretty sure you do want the hit, but I'm just saying if it doesn't turn into what you want it to turn into, are you happy with the grills, the this, the partnerships. Are you happy with being an entrepreneur opposed to being the artist that we know you should be? I think I am. Well, to be hey, honest. Man, the money, if the money could <laughs> get good, man, what are you talking about? I no, I, I mean, am. but I'm just saying though, there's there may still be that you can have that, you can have, have that yeah. desire, but once that bank account get right, everything else could like you can <laughs> and you can you, can, deal, you can deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, it take a lot it take a lot of the stress off. You know but 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 I, I understand what you're saying though, and I think like 
I'm I'm able to still like fulfill certain things that I haven't been able to do, like performing with Big Boy and Sleepy. Right. On the road, you know, like I'm on the road with them every weekend, you know, performing sometimes in front of thousands. You know right. what I'm saying? So so it's like, and you know what crazy though? Is my music is really performing better now than it ever has. Mm -hmm. But it's overshadowed by the um grills. Mm. Streaming, all that shit. If you go and look at it, it's performing better than it ever has. Wow, that's a win-win, those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a win-win. So, would you say would you say that the 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 grills is helping the streaming? I would say the awareness. I would say just awareness in general. Okay, and the music being better, I think the music is better too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think the music is better. I think that since Trap and Gold, which is the last project before this one, mm -hmm. I feel like. I kind of, I kind of got more into like, okay, now this ain't for me to try to make a hit. Mm -hmm. I just want to make some music that I know people gonna ride to, and I, you know, it got like two, three million streams. You know what I'm saying on Spotify. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, but like, I think maybe like my last project was a cool again. You know what I'm saying? Then maybe did like that. Mm -hmm. You know. So and and the project that's out now is doing good. The song with Paul Wall and Pimp C performing better than any other record I got. Yeah, you know. And you're independent, right? Yeah, no doubt. So how does this? <laughs> this is what I like too, right? So again, you know, you get with the label, and there's a certain level of control. Right. There's a certain level of um, them stifling your creativity and telling you you need this hit or you need to do this and go here and do this. So this has got to feel good. The the freedom to just create. Right and still be winning, to me that that's like the win. You know what I mean? Especially right. as being a creator, like to do it your way. I feel like you won already, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But I would ask this too, though. But being that that record is doing what it's doing, would you take the bag, or would you stay, Ooh, stay where yet? Good question. And and ride it out. I think business is business now. You know, it just <laughs> hey, if it makes you know, sense. it just it whatever you doing, bro. You selling, you selling. But now it's in the parking lot. Oh, we talking about record deals. If it makes sense, then we could do it. If it don't really make sense, then we know that we know that. Yeah, we don't right, gotta, right. We don't yeah. gotta play with that. Yeah, but now nobody can sign you. They gotta yeah, partner they gotta with partner you. with you. Yeah, right, so that's right, a, right. But I mean, you know, sometimes, bro. I'm, and I'm gonna say that too, though. Cause that's 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 something that you could say now, but like depending on where you at in the game, right? You might take a deal cause you hungry, and you need that. But at the same opportunity, no, we talking about you, know? you specifically. Me but, specifically, yes. Yeah. But at the same time, wouldn't it take wouldn't it take the pressure off of like you would have that actual marketing budget that you need that you know you have the, to have the so-called machine, right? The machine. If it makes sense, yeah. But but like again, right? You could do you could do what you what you think is a good gesture, right? Mm -hmm. With some people that may not have the best intention, right? Right. And then get stuck in the position where now you got to play chess, mm. you know. And we see that happen all the time too. Right. Yeah. And that's the reason why I ask, cause I'm like, you know, kind of would it be worth it? You know, what I'm saying to take it if they was to give you this this number of zeros, and you're right. like, oh man, this just ain't. This ain't what I thought it was gonna be, even though the money is great, versus just waiting it out. Well, I just believe, like, just me personally, right? I believe in staying independent and being independent until they actually come with what I want and what I know I can get. 
after I done put the work in. Because like I was just saying, and I say this every episode, hey, man, that same money that you're trying to get from that label, you can go get in a line of credit in your own business. That's real shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I say if you just if you just going to go get a deal for fifty, sixty, dollars $100,000, and you think that's it, that's making it, right. you can go get that in a credit line. Yeah. They but if they're going to give you that two or three mil elbow. But you got to, but, for them, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying, but for them to give you that, though, you already done all the work. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I get it. But you already done you know, all the work. Yeah. You already you already spent 100, 200. You already, you, you yeah. already in the hole. So it may be so a, you, a 10, a 10 yeah. M at the end of the rainbow. You just got to wait on it like, a, you know. And you got to and you got to think about the benefits of it too. When once you get to that point where you already demanding that that type of um, audience, you 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 self made. Like now, Tech-nine. you can look you can look at at mm-hmm. Spotify and go how many monthly listeners you got and start looking at your check every month. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of kids ain't looking at how many monthly listeners you have. Mm-hmm. Like when you go look at the chart makers and you trying to see where you positioning yourself at, mm-hmm. you got to look at how many people are listening to you every month. Not how many playlists you playlists you on. Right. How many people are listening to you? Right, right, right. <laughs> That's real. Message. <laughs> <laughs> That's that education, for right. you. All right, well, we getting ready to wrap it up. But uh, Scotty, I just want to ask you. Well, Smooth usually asks this question. I'm gonna steal his question. Go ahead. Anything that you want to talk about before we leave? Because I I know we touched on everything. Was there anything that you want to promote or talk about before you get up out of here? Or just get off your chest, bro. You know, yeah. like just it's that one thing, like. Like man, somebody just need to hear this. Let me just say this if I get a But we didn't get a chance to talk to him about his um his event the other night with the uh Let's Talk Atlanta. Uh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I did a I did an event the other night to give people in the community an opportunity to talk about the community, mm-hmm. you know. Um bring artists out, particularly it was about mental health and about learning how to vote. You know, a few people reached out to me about voting and like trying to campaign. And so I kind of told Lala, I was like, man, I want to know like what these people are about. And I feel like it's a lot of people that feel like I feel that got influenced that could, could really steer people to vote, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't really know what these people are about. They really not, coming to where we at or maybe we're not doing the research you know so we put the event together and people really did get some good information we're gonna do it again you know it's solution based so we ain't, i ain't just in there just trying to talk and rant you know i want people to come out with some solutions and be able to have a place where, where they can share you know and, and mm-hmm. build the community because i don't know i feel like the atlanta community is a strong community and we pass each other in events sometimes and never get a chance to talk about what's really going on. Oh, yeah. You know? So I, I just I just wanted to touch on that because I, I missed I actually missed that event and I wanted to make sure I was there because I knew as far as the uh, music community, we do need to start having that type of, you know, that t- type of outing so we can start talking about some of the things that's going on inside of the community. So a lot of the things that we're hearing people gripe about and discuss about in the, you know, behind closed doors, we can kind of bring that out front and kind of get that out in the open. Super dope. Damn, man, what you don't do? <laughs> a lot I don't do. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to. Hey, do man, I got to stay that I say what I see people now. I be like, damn. So I'm like, God damn, Scotty. I'm like, well, this nigga do everything. You got to these <laughs> yeah, days, man. There's a lot oh, going man. on, man. I'm proud of you, brother. Thank I say you. it to your face, man. Give you some flowers, man. I'm proud of you. Like, that's, that's dope. Real dope. 
That's that's actually inspirational, real talk. Yeah, because X is always on us too, man, about doing multiple, all this stuff. He on me like a fool. Like, man, he's supposed to do this, do this, do this. Yeah, man. Yeah, old man. All right, I hear you. And the clock is ticking. The clock stay ticking, man. It ain't. It's not gonna stop for none, for none of us. So we got to take advantage of every moment that we got. You know right. what I'm saying? Real. So yeah. that's you might remind me of him too, because he got about twenty businesses going on too. So oh yeah, don't stop, yeah, man. All of us. I'm about to have another one next yeah, week. Let's get, this, <laughs> let's get this money. Yeah, let's get it. All right, man. We appreciate you, Scotty, coming through. Y'all make sure y'all follow Scotty on all the socials. Make sure you support one of his many businesses. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we out here, man. It's the We Outside Show. We'll see y'all next time. Peace.